Good to have you. Bill Michaels show on this beautiful Tuesday. Hanging out with you. 877-867-1670. You want to find us, feel free. Give us a shout. Uh, this portion of the program, by the way, uh, this portion brought to you by our friends at Kane and Kane Jewelers. They're in West Bend. Andy Kane has the uh, podcast, Buy Like a Guy. You can go to Kane, K-O-E-H-N, KaneJewelry.com, KaneJewelry.com. And at the bottom of the page, you can see Andy's uh, podcast link there. Uh, but if you're looking for jewelry, whether it's engagement rings, anniversary rings, uh, gifts for your bridesmaids, groomsmen, whatever, uh, they got it all. Go to Kane and Kane Jewelers. In West Bend, they want to rock your world. Kane, K-O-E-H-N, KaneJewelry.com. That is KaneJewelry.com. Good, good stuff. Um, this is uh, this is uh, Mark who says, um, Christian Yelich is on a tear right now. What would it take for you to believe that he is back? I firmly believe he is back. <sighs> if you want to believe that, that's fine. I'm not going to argue with you about it. Um, I, I'm just simply saying that when he got the contract, if you go to Christian Yelich and you look up his statistics, he got it the year that he got the kneecap injury, and he was hitting over 300, approaching 40 home runs. He was one of the most dangerous hitters in baseball for a two, two-and-a-half-year span. Right now, he is a good hitter. I'm not doubting that. Is he one of the most dangerous hitters in baseball? No. He's not. Right? But he's he's playing, he's hitting offensively really good. I'm not taking anything away from him. It's just it's there's there's some people that want to believe that Christian Yelich, oh, he's he's back. He's Christian. But you just just look up his stats. That's all. Um, you know, I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you. You look at the year. He, he in, in 2017, okay, he was with Miami. Hit 282. 282, 18 home runs, 81 RBI. Had an OPS of 807, right? Fantastic. That's a good year. The next year he comes to Milwaukee, gets traded here. Hits 326, an on-base percentage of 402, slugging percentage damn near 600, 598, an OPS of 1.0, and 36 home runs. That's crushing it, man, right? The next year, 2019, played 130 games, hit 329. Now, the year before, he won the MVP. Hit 329. Backed it up, 429 on base percentage, 671 slugging percentage, 1.100 OPS with 44 home runs. 80 home runs in two years. 80. Okay? He's hit 48 in the last four. So I'm not knocking what he's doing. He's hitting 286 right now. He's got an 850 OPS, but an 850 OPS is a far cry from a 1.1 OPS. A 476 slugging percentage is a far cry from a 671 slugging percentage. 
378 on base percentage is still 50 points lower than the 429 on base percentage that he got when he got the contract. Batting 286 is a far cry from 329. Those are great numbers that he's doing right now. I'm not knocking that. But for the people that say, he's back. Yeah, he's back. He's not hitting 252 or 248 or, God forbid, 205. He's gotten steadily better since the kneecap. So, but if he continues to get better, say he ends up with a 290 batting average this year, and then next year comes out and he's on fire again, and he gives you, then I'll go, you know what? He's back. He's Christian Yelich. He might have tapered off a little bit from those two spectacular seasons, but he's back. He's firmly back. I'll go, I'll go right, right along with you. But it has to be average and power because that's what he was giving you. He gave you 80 home runs in two years. He hasn't come close to that in the last four. So you can talk about slugging percentage and all this. That's fine. But the bottom line is the numbers, the actual numbers. How many home runs has he hit right now? 13. We're more than halfway through the season. He's hit 13. So basically he's on pace to do what, 25? That is a far cry from 44. A far cry from 36. And the home run numbers and those power numbers. In doubles, hell yeah, he's giving you 20 doubles. He had 29 doubles his in 2019, 34 in 2018. Those numbers, hitting to the alley, yeah, I'll take that every day of the week. I won't knock those. But again, it was this guy, you just couldn't get it by him. If it was near the strike zone, he was going to pluck it somewhere. That's all I'm saying. So you can argue with me all you want, but... The power numbers and those numbers I just gave you, they're not even in comparison right now. So, anyway, just wanted to throw it out there. Uh, Ryan says, if he's back with bases loaded this year, he's 3 of 13, uh, no doubles, no triples, no home runs, only seven RBIs. Uh, Thomas says people are just getting used to the stinky Yelich, so it looks really good right now, like an MVP. And you know what? He's still putting up good numbers. Again, I'm not knocking Christian Yelich, and he becomes the lightning rod because he's he's the superstar of that team. Christian Yelich is he's the least of your worries right now. You know. Uh, Johnny says, live in Colorado the past few years. Would like to see the Brew Crew try to pick up uh, Rockies first baseman C.J. Crone before the deadline. Uh, your thoughts, uh, he uh, he can really rake. I, I'd do that in a heartbeat. i do that in a heartbeat. My thoughts are, yes, i do that in a heartbeat. We talked about him last year, as a matter of fact. i do that in a heartbeat, no doubt. Uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, Scott says, with Yelich, how much does this really matter? His two big years, he hit between Kane and Braun. Those two years, Kane was good enough yet to be an all-star. Braun was declining, but no one was pitching around Yelich to get to Braun with runners on base. My opinion, Kane's decline and Braun's retirement didn't help Yelich's productivity. Absolutely agree. I would agree with that. Um, no, no, everything matters. Prior to the knee injury. I mean, he was raking before the knee injury. The next year, he still had the same people around him. 
just turned out to be garbage. Kane decided not to play, and uh, Braun was on his way out. So, yeah. But I'd, I'd uh, absolutely, I would, uh, I would say Christian Yelich is by far the least of your worries right now, without a doubt. Uh, John says, uh, trade Winker. What are you going to get for Jesse Winker? Unless you find a general manager that says, you know what, maybe the grass is greener here. Nah. Je- now, Jesse Winker is, was on the decline in Seattle, hasn't done anything in Milwaukee. You know, and even the power numbers are just non-existent. There's there's no value there. Not unless you're just looking for a team that just is desperate for. And even if you're desperate for a bat, you're talking about the Brewers who are desperate for a bat. So, you know, I, what are you going to get for Jesse Winker? Yeah, it, It's just not going to happen. You know, he's hitting in, a, in about as friendly a division as he can possibly hit in. And he's not giving you anything. So, I, I you know, if Jesse Winker's going to get DFA'd. That's going to that, that's gonna be what, what happens. He's just going to be let go. Bill, if your I'm car surprised. breaks down and you need a yeah. ride to work, you don't call your friend who doesn't have a car for the ride. Exactly. If you need a bat, you're not calling the Brewers, <laughs> especially if you need a DH. Jesse Winker is coveted by no one. Yeah, it's, it's not going to – that's not going to happen. And, you know, people say, well, pairing with Urias, it, you're not going to get anything. There, there's, there's no value. He's the, he's the boat anchor that's coming along. Nobody's going to want to pay him. For what? He Again, he's hitting in the most hitter-friendly division there is, and he's not putting up power numbers. So there is no reason to think that he is going to have any kind of value. You know, I guess if you got a bag of practice balls at this point that you want to get rid of, maybe. <laughs> you know? New air conditioner for American Family Field? Half oh, an air I don't conditioner? Th- yeah, I don't think so. I don't think that's going to happen. Dang. <laughs> You're not going to get an air conditioner for him. No. not even. I don't even think any air conditioning representative company in the area. <laughs> Can you see, like, train? Saying, hey, we'll take Jesse Winker off your hands and we'll put a new air conditioning unit on top of American Family Field. That's not going to happen. They're going to be like, Jesse Winker, nah. We, we'd rather take your check. Do you have four, two forms of ID, please? Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, Cheddar Balls, the hitter they're going to pick up with, uh, we'll be calling up Keston Hira. He's going to hit 225, and that's your move, improving the lineup. Wouldn't surprise me if they call you, uh, uh, Keston Hira up. Why not? You can take a shot at it. At some point, if you're going to need that extra bat, why not? But Keston Hira is going to, he'll know. I mean, come on, they DF'd him once, and then he came back. If he comes up again and he doesn't do anything, then that's pretty much it for Keston Hira. He'll be off to another team franchise somewhere. and Because you, you how many times do you go to that well where you come up dry? I will say this, though. If he hits 225 and gives you any kind of pop, it's going to be better than what Roddy Telez is giving you. It is actually an upgrade. You hate to say it, but it is. That's true. So, Cheddar Balls, you can you can kind of make fun of it and say that in a backhanded kind of tongue-in-cheek kind of way, but it's better than what you're getting out of the first base position. It's, you know, if you look at it in its entirety. 
877-867-1670. I tell you what, let's do this. We're going to step out, take a quick break, come back. Got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Discussion today. Bill Michael Show continuing on. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Curly's Waterfront Sports Bar and Grill right there on Pewaukee Lake. And a great place to go, by the way, but they always have something going on when it comes to raffles and charity events. And uh, if you're looking for tickets to something, Curly's Waterfront Sports Bar and Grill in Pewaukee Lake, Lakeview Boulevard to be exact. Uh, the home of the Pig Porker Sandwich. And Ryan and the staff over there are just great people. It's a, a fun place to go to. A lot of the crowd knows everybody when you walk through the door, so there's always the heads that turn. But you go in and just sit down and enjoy yourself. You feel right at home. And that's Curly's water, uh, Waterfront Sports Bar and Grill on Pewaukee Lake. Stop in. Tell Ryan and the staff that uh, you heard it on the Bill Michael Show. Uh, good, good people over there. Real good people over there. Uh, I got an email here. This one is um, This is from Jake. Jake says, uh, hey, Bill. He says, I believe Christian Yelich is back because I believe this is as good as he's going to get. I don't believe he's going to get much better than this. If he does, I'm going to be somewhat surprised. But for where he was to where he is now, I will say he's back. Will he ever be what he was during his MVP seasons? I don't think so. Under that, so what you're doing is you're lowering the bar. So, um, okay. Then I can go along with that. I, I can see the philosophy in that. Sure. But... Again, I, that's why I say wh- when I say he's back, I'm looking at the consistency and I'm looking at to where he was to where he is. So there's still a ways to go, but absolutely, I can go along with that. I'll, I'll agree with you on that. that that's, that's, that's probably a more understandable way mentally for what you've done. You've basically lowered the standard by which you are going to judge whether or not he's back. So sure, I'll go along with that. And it's 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 a huge improvement. You know, and like I said, when you look at his numbers from a couple of years ago, I mean, everything since that season, since that 329, 44 home run season, okay? Because where he was prior to those two years, he was uh, 21 home runs, 18 home runs, and then since then it was 12, 9, 14, and 13. 13 this year. So he's kind of back to where he was Prior to the two superstar years. So in that case, yeah, he's back. Okay. I can go in that that sense. And if he continues to play this way, and and I'll say this, even the arm strength looks better. It's still not great. Don't get me wrong. He's never going to be, you know, he's never going to be Dave Parker in an all-star game going up against the right field wall, throwing a BB to home. 325 feet in the air to gun down a runner. He's never going to be that guy. But where he was last year, where we could, you could see, you could barely get a ball into the shortstop who was out in left field trying to play cutoff, and he could he bounced it to him. And you're thinking, what the hell is that lollipop? Even his arm strength is better this year. So that, okay, I'll give you that. 
I can go along with that. 877-867-1670. If you got an opinion, hit us up, 877-867. Michael says, uh, hey, what about Christian Yelich? Yes, is he back? No, the rest of the team sucks. <laughs> Michael, you're too easy. That's shooting fish in a barrel, man. The rest of the team doesn't suck. How can you say a team sucks when they're two games up in first place? You can't say that the rest of the team sucks because they're doing more right than they are wrong. They're 10 games over 500. 52 wins on the season. 52 wins. The same amount of wins as San Francisco. The same amount of wins as Arizona. Better than the Boston Red Sox, even though the Red Sox are eight games out. Better than anybody in the American League Central. The same as the Houston Astros, who are considered to be a World Series contender. 52, 10 games over 500. How can you say that everybody else sucks? So 52 wins came in the, came in the back of Christian Yelich. That's a little bit of an over-dramatization, if you will. Don't get crazy on me. Don't get crazy. Uh, what else do we have here? This is this is Justin. Justin says, uh, hey, guys, have you talked much about Jordan Love and the accuracy he didn't have uh, in training camp? Well, are you, when you say training camp, are you talking about the mini camps? Are you talking about the OTAs? Are you talking about from last season? He says, uh, I've seen Jordan Love a couple of different times, and he doesn't look like he's going to be the most accurate passer. Uh, he's not going to be able to put it into tight windows. His arm strength is not the same as what we're accustomed to seeing in both Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. I think he's going to be okay, but okay is not going to get it done in this division. It will be good enough to maybe get you a wild card at best. I think at the end of the season we're going to be left wondering whether or not they should or should not go after a quarterback or continue to develop somebody who is never going to get better. That's from Justin. It's kind of like the when the Bucks were spinning their wheels for years where they were just on the outside looking into the postseason and they were drafting always middle to the end of the pack and you weren't really getting a superstar, but you weren't getting anybody that was really going to contribute. You weren't getting the worst guys that were going to make you worse. So you just kind of hung around and hung around and you stayed mediocre and you stayed in the middle and you always had a little hope, but you never caught lightning in a bottle. And, you you, you know, at some point, you. Uh, so what you're saying is is you're either going to have to S or get off the pot at the end of this season. you got to go one direction or the other. You're either all in or you're all in the opposite way, and that's trying to find another quarterback. Okay. I can understand that. Because you never – at the end of the season, the worst thing in the world would be to have him have a mediocre year. The Packers end up with eight wins. You're not quite sure where the team actually is. The defense played okay, but not great. The offense played okay, but not great. You're not quite sure what it is you desperately need. Let's go to Mark, listening to us in Milwaukee. Mark, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Great, Bill. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I, continuing on your the Brewers conversation, in your opinion, because I know we, we do need, first, like uh, Chuck Freeman was saying, we need somebody at first, we need somebody at third, and, and – uh, Right field, who, in your opinion, would be tradable, seeing that we need bats, but yet we don't have bats? So, and kind of adding on to that, I, in my opinion, the only thing that would be any of value to any other team would be our pitching staff, and I know that that's kind of right. untouchable. So, well, it I'll depends on your what you're going to get. Yeah. There, but thank no, you thanks for, so thanks much for taking my call, bud. No, appreciate it. Um, it depends on what. Now, if you believe, if you believe that. 
Uh, let's see here. If you think that Woodruff and Miley are close to coming back, like they just need a little time and they're going to be okay, then you you have quite a few guys that you can. Now you don't want to get rid of you know guys that are controllable for a long period of time, but you know would you say part with a Colin Ray or an Adrian Hauser? Would you go in that direction? You know, I mean, I was surprised Uribe got up that quick. You know, do you go in a different direction? Do you go down to the minor league system and say, pull out some of the some of the guys that are in the minor league system that could possibly really, you know, help another team in that sense? You know, do you do you give up, say, guy, you know, if you get a guy that starts pitching well like Jason Alexander, you know? Do you get? Do you go? You know? Do you, do you go in that direction? I mean, he's thirty years old, right? I think he's thirty years old. Do you give up one of those guys? Do you go a little bit deeper? Do you say, you know, you don't want to give up a lefty, but do you give up a, the, the price of a, of a lefty like an Ethan Small? You know, you package a few of the younger guys together that's had a little bit of experience, that's had a little bit of show. You know, if you do that, do you, it depends on the size of bat you're getting back, the the prolificness of the bat you're getting back. But, yeah, most teams are going to be looking for pitching. You're actually, you know, it, now, now I'll say this. If, let's say, you do not believe that Woodruff is going to come back, like that is a massive question mark. You just, you just man, you just don't think he's going to be back. And you're starting to go, holy crap. You know, he's, whew. because Woodruff, remember, just like, Corbin Burns, he's coming up to contract. You got to pick somebody to pay. Do you do you all of a sudden turn around and pay Corbin Burns, who had a somewhat a little bit of an off season to this point? Woodruff hasn't done a ton. He's been banged up. He's been you know out with that strain. So if you're not going to get Woodruff back, and Wade Miley looks like he's just going to be up and down and up and down because he just he just can't stay healthy on the continuum. Do you then say, I'm not giving up any pitching? And you're just strictly going to maybe go to a couple of prospects in the minors and, and hope to get a, a singular bat, and then you start bringing other guys up. You know? Do you go in that direction? I think it's really, for, for the knowledge inside the organization, you really got to know if Woodruff and Miley are going to come back to help you. And if you don't believe either or only one is coming back, then I don't think you. I think you hold tighter to your pitching staff, or at least to pitchers that are capable of helping you, because God knows with the amount of when you start to look at the injuries on this team, you got Ruff, Telez, Anderson, Garrett Mitchell, Aaron Ashby, Wade Miley, Brandon Woodruff, uh, Cousins, Sousa, um, Wilson, Justin Wilson. I mean, you just you just got all these guys that have been just banged up since the beginning of the season, going all the way back to the original, the beginning of the season. And then you've had guys that have come up and come down. You know, and right now, if you look, uh, you, you got 10 guys, that 10 guys I just named off. That's not including the guys that have gone up and come down throughout the season. That's how banged up this team has been. 877 867 Grant, would you give up pitching? Would you give up a couple of minor leaguers for a bat at this point? Minor leaguers, maybe. 
the thing about the Brewers is they've they've had good pitching and they continue to have good pitching year after year because they keep that pipeline stocked. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like Aaron Ashby's on his way. You hope Ethan Small and Robert Gasser. They just always have the next guy. And I worry that especially with Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff being on their way out, you know, you trade one of those prospects and a team with, you know, really good starting pitching all of a sudden doesn't have much starting pitching. I don't think you can fix this offense by just making one transaction. So I would rather just leave it and and not bother and hold on to your pitching. Yeah, I you need at least I oh mean, I don't know if I'd go as far as to say two bats, but you need probably two bats. I mean, you can make and the case they need probably, three, Bill. Right. Well, if you go right field, first base, and third, yes. Uh, if you get two, you'd like to fix your right field position and your first base position. Those are probably the two most dire. Um, but, and two bats, if you put two more solid bats, you can run out a decent lineup. You, you can run out a, a lineup that's at least formidable. The lineup they had Friday night against the Reds was relatively formidable. You could at least run that lineup out there. You had Christian Yelich, you know, who was hitting 286. You had, uh, what was it, uh, William Contreras was out there hitting 270-something. Uh, you had uh, Victor Caratini, who was catching because Contreras was DHing. So you had a 254 guy. Uh, you had Monticerio, who was, uh, who was hitting, what, 260-something. So you had at least a few people that were in the lineup uh, that that were okay. But and if you had two more bats that say two sixty five or better, at least you've got a relatively formidable lineup. But o- offensively you, speaking, ahead. the Brewers yeah. realistically could trade for a DH and solve that problem. Mm-hmm. And then I think they got to hope that Jesse Winker or not Jesse Winker, but Rowdy Telez comes back and is productive. Because I, I don't know if there's an easy fix for first base, and I don't know if the Brewers can pay the price for a, a good hitting first baseman. So I think if they could address DH and just get a, a fresh bat, a new bat into the lineup, and then cross their fingers that Rowdy Telez does okay and comes back, I, I think that's the best-case scenario, the most realistic path for the Brewers. By the way, the Brewers making a uh, move today. They called Trevor McGill, the righty. He's been recalled from AAA Nashville. He's been called up to take over where Wade Miley left off. So that was the uh, that was the uh, the move that they made uh, after putting uh, Miley on the 15-day DL. So the writer, uh, the righty Trevor McGill, called from AAA, recalled from AAA Nashville. That just came across the wire just a couple of minutes ago. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step out, take a quick break. We got a lot more to get to, and we'll come back and into the discussion. Hey, our, our friends over there at Masters Ease, I want to remind you that uh, we still a lot of summer left, a lot of outdoor time left, and. Some of the prices, wink, wink, coming down just a bit. Uh, but uh, Master Z's, they are high quality. People come from all over the state and outside of the state to get this stuff uh, if you're coming from northern Illinois. But uh, they're on Blue, Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield. Patio furniture, umbrellas. They've got uh, fire pits. And everybody loves fire pits in the fall anyway. So fire pits, both gas and wood. They still have grills and grill accessories and such. But if you're thinking about the indoor sports, come football time and you've got the big screen going and you're looking for a shuffleboard or a table game or a pool table, they have it all. And they're big supporters of the motorcycle ride. Get a hold of the gang out there. Call 262-746-5931. Master's Ease on Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield. All the in-store specials right there at your fingertips. 262-746-5931. 262-746-5931. And make sure you tell them we sent you. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. 
Good to have you back. We continue on. Bill Michael's show. Hey, by the way, got to say thanks also. Speaking of our uh, friends out to the western portion of the state of Wisconsin, every plumbing and heating and air conditioning serving La Crosse and Trempolo, Monroe, Vernon, and Jackson counties, founded by a Korean War veteran, Clayton Everett, back in 1969. They are a military family, third generation now, as a matter of fact, when it comes to uh, every plumbing and heating. And uh, if you need their services, call them, 608-783-2803, 608-783-2803. Or if you are looking for a job, they are hiring right now. So uh, because they continue to expand, they got a great rating. Uh, people continue to call them. And they are taking on more staff. So I'll call Craig. Craig's uh, the guy that's got it now. His dad his dad had it. Before that, it was Clayton who had it. Now Craig's got it. Third generation. 608-783-2803. And thanks to every plumbing and heating out in La Crosse and Trempolo, Marone, Vernon Counties, everybody all out there. Thanks to them for being a part of the program. It is time. It is time now to bring in one young Grant Bills and, uh, and see what you've got. Now, are we doing... Uh, what did we miss or buy or sell? Well, I think we should do buy or sell first. We can do what did we miss at the end? How does that sound? Okay, let's do that. Let's start with buy, some buy or sell. Do you have music for this by any chance? Oh, Bill, I don't do anything halfway. G- give me a, <laughs> it's time for buy or sell. It's time now for buy or sell. Oh, that's grand. Bill, Look, in the world of sports, I got chills. I got chills. I got there's chills. a lot of That's hot cool. takes, analysts, yeah. pundits. You know it. It's, it's right. a world filled with trash. But today we're not interested in those hot takes. Stephen A. Smith, Skip Bayless. We want to know what the big unit has to say today. So, Bill, I will ask you, and I will only ask you once before we get going. Are you ready for buy or sell? I am ready. Uh, I've always loved it. I've always enjoyed it. And now it's back and better than ever. I can't believe I just said that because that sounds like a Mike Greenberg thing, and I shouldn't be wearing pants behind a desk hoping that Aaron Rodgers is my quarterback, but there you go. All right, here we go. Buy or sell. Let's start with the Brewers. They're in first place in the NL Central. They're leading the Reds by two games. Brewers fans, at least from what I hear, they're bought in on this team contending for the playoffs, but not necessarily for a World Series. So, Bill, buy or sell. Brewers fans would be invested in this team as a World Series contender. And this season would look a lot different if not for the injuries to Garrett Mitchell, Brandon Woodruff, and Aaron Ashby. I'm buying that. I'm buying that. If if Woodruff was healthy, Ashby healthy, hell, even Miley. Garrett Mitchell, it was like everything came crashing down when Mitchell went down. I don't know if it was youthful exuberance. It seemed like it just made the outfield relatively dysfunctional and the right field positions really never Regained. I mean, center field with Weimer, what he's done has been fantastic, and he's, he's just as good in right field between Garrett Mitchell. Uh, between, the speed of, of Yelich, Mitchell, and Weimer in the outfield was – you weren't hitting anything into the gap. It was just unbelievable. So, yes, I'm buying that this team would be drastically different if had those injuries not fallen upon our beloved Milwaukee Brewers. I know it's not my job to give opinions here, but I also will add, he's a good-looking guy, and I miss him being out there. It was good. (laughs) It was nice to see him out on the field. So I also agree with you. I'll I'll add that reason in. Buy or sell. The Los Angeles Angels owner, Artie Moreno, has said repeatedly, not trading Otani if they're in the playoff hunt. But the Angels are 3-7 and in their last 10 games, and Mike Trout's going to miss a few more weeks with a broken wrist. A few small market teams, Bill, have been building things the right way this season. The Diamondbacks, the Orioles, the Mariners, the Reds. Buy or sell, 
you think it would be worthwhile for one of these young ascending teams to rent Shohei Otani for the next two months? Um, it, it would be, and here's the reason why. If you believe that you are one dynamic player away, not only, I mean, look at the Reds. They could use, obviously, pitching. And in that ballpark, they could use a bat. I'd go all in on an Otani and rent him. If you believe that you are right there on the cusp, certainly their offense is is awesome. But if you believe you need one, maybe you're going to trade for a, another starting pitcher somewhere along the way and Otani, I'd do that in a heartbeat. I'd, and the reason being is this this organization, the Brewers, did not know winning until CC got here. And then he he elevated. He did high tide raises all ships. And all of a sudden, everybody went, that's how you act when you want to be a winner. Oh, okay. And then, since then, it's been a, an organization with high expectations. So, if I'm some of these small market teams that need a little bit of pitching or need a stick, and I've got a guy that I can get and can do both, you better damn believe I would be going after Otani. I'm not going to overpay for him and, and risk all of my future, but I, if I think I can, I'm right there on the cusp, I'm going for it. You bet. I agree. Same goes for me, double. Buy or sell. Really quick, we haven't talked about the Badgers today. It's been eight months since Chris McIntosh hired Luke Fickle. This network, we've spent hours, Bill, talking about the job that he's doing, his successes, his shortcomings in recruiting. He hasn't even coached a game yet. So forget the media, forget the pundits. Buy or sell. The majority of Badger football fans will consider this season a failure if Luke Fickle's Badgers aren't playing in the Big Ten championship game in Indianapolis. Ooh, that's a great question. I think no. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna sell on that. Ooh. I think it if he's not if if they are not playing for the Big Ten champ. Now it's it's if it dep- again it's the eyeball test. Let's say they just look ugly. They look dysfunctional. They look like they just don't get it. Then I would say yes, they would be incredibly disappointed. But if it's just a matter of, hey, he's got some talent, but there's more talent in the pipeline. Let's see what he has next year and things look to be getting on the right track. Then I think fans are going to be okay with it. There will be a large group of people that will be disappointed, uh, but not condemning disappointed. You know what I mean? Sure. It's one thing like to say, yeah, boy, that was tough, but we're on the right path. It's another thing to say, that was ugly. You suck. And we made a terrible decision. This is awful. So I, I think it would be the former, not the latter, uh, as far as the level of, quote, disappointment goes. But I think what Luke Fickle has done, what he's got in the pipeline, and you keep reading about 2024, 2025, more commits, higher star commits, I think a lot of people believe they're on the right path. But I am, I think they're going to be in a a Big Ten championship game this year. I just I just believe that. I think so, too. This, this, this final yourself. year, mm-hmm. by the way, the final year before you get the induction of USC and UCLA, they will be in the uh, Big Ten championship game. So there you go. Got to take advantage of it. That's buy or sell. I want to make sure we have time to uh, get to what we missed. So What did we miss today, by the way? Well, I wrote down a couple of things. Uh, something that jumped out to me, and I didn't want to interrupt at the time, Chuck Freeman said that Yelich isn't the type to break a bat after a strikeout and he said well I'm not that kind of guy either but then he kind of insinuated that that you are you would be the type of guy to break a bat so I I wanted to ask you about have you ever broken a microphone after a bad segment I um I uh let's see here I have thrown one golf club in my life and I only threw it because I knew I was getting rid of it anyway it is sitting at the bottom of the pond out at Western Lakes (laughs) Golf Course (laughs) 
and I I got rid of that. Uh, it was a it was a driver that I knew I was going to be getting rid of, and I said to hell with it. And that was the last time I was going because I was going to go buy a new one anyway. I'd already decided. So that is sitting at the bottom of the lake in the middle of Western Lakes Golf Course. Chuck, however, uh, Chuck has taken uh, a hammer to bobbleheads. Oh yeah, in his home. Uh, Chuck has, I would assume, uh, when he moved out, uh, once him and Shannon decided to get the condo or get the house that they were building, um, that uh, when they moved out there behind the couch, in the corners and cracks of the carpet, I'm, I'm assuming there was some pieces of bobblehead that were laying around. So I, I, I'm not a, a club thrower, a bat breaker. I have, however, I, I pounded the club into the ground. I have, you know, you know, back in the day, I mean, I've, I've, you know, got pissed off and thrown weights. Oh, sure. Um, you know, I've done that kind of stuff, but I've never broken a bat. Uh, and the only club that I ever really wailed was the one that I knew I was getting rid of. And that's now I have played with guys uh, to the opposite side of Western Lakes. There is two or three clubs that I know are laying in the woods back there. <laughs> uh, my buddy Scotty wailed one one time and that's in the woods. And a buddy of mine missed, it had to be a two-foot putt, missed a two-foot putt. And that, that putter, I've never seen anything like uh, like one of those, uh, you know, those Scottish games where they, the, the caber toss where they throw to poles. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anybody throw anything that big, that heavy, that far. He took the, one of those big-ass square-headed putters and wailed this thing. And it flew, it was off of par three in the back nine. Uh, and he wailed that thing to where it flew out into the woods, and I really thought, as far as he threw it, it would be up on the road and might have hit a car. <laughs> he right. wailed the hell out of it. So, hell hath no fury like a man that misses a makeable putt for birdie or a for par. Two foot putt, two foot putt on a flat on a flat surface, and you just pull it. There is nothing more aggravating and frustrating than that. Also worth mentioning, very quickly, and I sent you the link, the Vikings uh, unveiled their classic throwback jerseys for this upcoming season, and I hate the mm-hmm. Vikings as much as the next guy. I think these are pretty sharp. I'm a fan. I like them. Yeah, I saw that come across. Um, anytime you go old school original, I like that. I'm not. A, I'm. I'm not a disagree. But the Vikings have not veered much. Just like the Packers, the Packers have not veered much from the original uniforms. You know, I mean, granted, going back to the Acme Packers, yes, but the Vikings have not veered far back. So uh, I'm all in favor of it. I, I don't mind it. I like throwbacks, man. I'm all for it. It's just another way for teams to make money. Packers do it all the time. I have one of those big, ugly-ass, blue, Notre Dame-looking Acme Packer jerseys. I got one of those years and years and years ago. That'll do it. Time for us to get out of here. A good day. We got a home day tomorrow. Brewers coming up tonight. Game one in Philadelphia. I'll be sitting out back watching that thing. I'm sure you will be, too. We'll talk about it coming up tomorrow morning on the program. Until then, time for us to go. Have a good one.